Welcome to the Wellsteading Podcast. This is episode 352. Today is January 18th, 2022. I'm your host, John Pagliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at investablewealth.com. Well, hey, the market is in a bloodbath today. The sky is falling. Um, everything I said in the previous episode, I still totally agree with. I'm not worried about what's happening right now. You know, interest rates are now up above Oh, the scary level of 1.8 and the market's having a hysterical fit over that. Everybody knew this was coming. And again, everything I said about valuations in the previous episode still holds. So I'm not worried at all. Interest rates on the 10-year treasury would need to get up at least to 3% before I think there's a major real underlying threat to stock prices. And that doesn't mean that you know, the market couldn't drop down 10% this week. I'm not saying that. I have no idea. I can't predict the future. I just think that overall, the economy is in good shape. And, you know, a couple percent on the 10-year treasury isn't going to crash the economy. And that's especially true if you're not invested in poor quality meme type stocks that have a whole lot of hype built into the price, but very little or no profitability. If you own good quality stocks, I don't think that there's an issue right now. Again, it doesn't mean that there can't be hysteria and the market dropped 10 or 15%, but those are typically just corrections. They're short-term lived. They end up being great buying opportunities as long as we're not headed into a long-term recession. And for now, I don't see anything that indicates that we are. I wanted to do this episode though, because I know that a lot of people are all in a big panic and tizzy right now. And so I, I want to draw attention to a stock that took a real big hit today, and that's Goldman Sachs. What I'm going to say about Goldman Sachs is essentially what I could say about any quality stock. And that's on a general level in, in talking about a quality company and a quality stock. Uh, I'm going to highlight Goldman Sachs because it not only took a big hit today, but it also is extremely what I would consider undervalued. So not every stock in the stock market is undervalued, but I'll use Goldman Sachs as an example to tell you why I'm not selling my portfolio in a panic because most of the things that I own, I would consider to have the quality of a Goldman Sachs type company, meaning that I think that they have long-term growth potential. They're generally profitable companies and not all of them, but quite a bit of them are still undervalued on a future price per earnings basis. So how that all relates to Goldman Sachs. Their price tumbled today more than 6%. And this is even though they're a banking finance type company, which as I mentioned in the previous episode, that sector has not only been favored last year, but even as we've gotten into this year, you know, two or three out of the last four weeks, that sector has still been up. But as normally always happens, the banking industry started to announce the earnings last week, and a couple of these big high-profile companies have taken a big hit on their stock price, uh, not only Goldman Sachs, but also J.P. Morgan. I own that one as well. Uh, here's the bottom line on all this. These companies are extremely, extremely profitable. But when they announced earnings, both in terms of Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan and these other banks, they didn't announce earnings as high as the Wall Street pundits wanted to see. 
right? It doesn't mean that they lost money. It's just that they're saying, hey, we're seeing wage inflation. We have to pay our employees more. Um, all these investment bankers, it was a great year last year, so we had to pay big bonuses. And oh, by the way, we're also reinvesting in our businesses to support more of a digital economy, right? All these things you hear about blockchain and cryptocurrency, uh, for one minute, don't believe that these big bankers are all involved in that which is one reason that I've chosen not to invest specifically in cryptocurrencies, but actually invest in elements of the banking sector that are going to profit from implementing blockchain into their daily operations. But, you know, that all comes with a cost. Something to remember about this reinvestment in the business and especially investing in technology is that that's going to solve a portion of the other problem that they've talked about, which is that higher increase in wages. The banking sector for years has been eliminating jobs and they're going to continue doing that in the future. So yes, they have to pay their current employees more, but they keep automating and moving more and more towards artificial intelligent type systems, which will make them more profitable and more efficient and effective because they'll be able to make more money with less employees. That's not a great thing if you're an employee, but it's a wonderful thing if you're a shareholder of the company's stock. So these banking sector companies, they've seen a big rise in price, not only last year, but even, you know, leading into the beginning of this year, they had a little bit of a disappointment in the overall profitability because Wall Street wanted higher numbers. None of that worries me, and specifically as it relates to Goldman Sachs, but again, this relates to many of the companies in the financial sector, and it also carries over to the sectors of the economy that are undervalued. And the reason I say that Goldman Sachs is undervalued is that if you look at its future projected earnings, yes, those earnings may pull back a little bit this year because, you know, they're reinvesting in the business and they have these inflationary pressures. But overall, most analysts are expecting Goldman Sachs to grow at an annualized rate for every year over the next five years by at least 15% per year. Now, some analysts are even talking about, you know, up around 20% per year for the next five years. I don't know where that number will fall down exactly, but I do believe that Goldman Sachs has the ability to continue to grow even with all the things you hear about decentralized finance. Remember that Goldman Sachs is a powerhouse in the investment banking community because the company is full of a bunch of bright people and they're not only smart and bright people, they're also extremely connected not only into the industry of banking but also into all the global governments and central banks that create the regulations and dole out the money for the statist economy. So if you think for one minute that Goldman Sachs is run by a bunch of dummies that are going to get forced out of the financial system because of changes that we're seeing with decentralized finance and with things like cryptocurrency, then I just think you're living in a dream world. Because these guys are the masters of the universe that use all those things to their advantage to make more money. And so you can believe that as things like cryptocurrency and other things become more mainstream and more accepted and there's more rules and regulations that are governing things like cryptocurrency, you can be sure that Goldman Sachs and their cronies are going to be writing that legislation and that whatever comes out in the future in terms of finance is going to benefit a company like Goldman Sachs. 
So we can argue whether they're going to grow at 10% or 15% or 25%. I can't predict the future. I don't know exactly what that growth will be. But I can almost guarantee that Goldman Sachs is going to continue to be a global leader in finance and specifically in the United States. They are in a key position to profit from all the changes that are happening. And if you look at their current valuation, they are making, I don't know, something like in excess of $20 billion a year in profits. And if you factor that in based on what their market capitalization is, then their forward price per earnings ratio, again, you can argue about what that number is, but even assuming it's somewhere on the lower end of the projections, then their forward earnings valuation is probably less than 10. Now, as I mentioned in the previous episode, the average forward price per earnings ratio, that, that overall multiple or valuation for the S&P 500, is up around 22 times. The valuation on Goldman Sachs is less than half of that. And so, yeah, I know their stock has taken a big hit today. It's down by more than, you know, 6 or 7%. And I know things kind of look really bleak right now, but, but look at that valuation and look at the future of this company. And if they just regress to the mean of the overall S&P 500, that would mean that their stock price would more than double. Now, I don't expect them to be a six or $700 price stock anytime soon. So I'm not predicting that their price is going to double over the next 12 months. But what I am saying is that I think it's a highly likely probability that in the next 12 months, their stock price could be up 15%, 25%, 35% or more. And even at that level of an increase, they would still be reasonably priced when you compare them to the overall valuation of the S&P 500. So, hey, I just throw that out there as my opinion. I've owned Goldman Sachs for years. I have no intentions of selling it. I look at the recent pullback in that stock price and the prices of these other high-quality stocks as being a buying opportunity, not a time to panic. Oh, and by the way, if you invest in Goldman Sachs, you not only get that upside growth potential, but they're paying more than a 2% dividend. So, you know, right now the whole world is freaking out that the 10-year treasury just went up to about 1.8%. Well, Goldman Sachs dividend is about 2.1%. Hey, take that for what it's worth. Again, it's only my opinion. As always, invest with caution and thanks for listening. Until the next episode, this is John Pugliano wishing you the very best returns.